This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's time for the Clang Valley's biggest conversation, Talk Back on the Evening Edition, only on BFM 89.9. Good evening, Caroline and Uma with you on Talk Back Thursday. Let me give you that number right off the bat. It's 0377109000. That's the number to call. You can text us on 0162019000 and you can tweet us at BFM Radio. Now, a couple of days ago, our Youth and Sports Minister, Kairi Jamaluddin, spoke about how young Malaysians prefer citizens of the country to be known as Bangsa Malaysia. He said that this was a recurring narrative amongst the youth gathered from 20 dialogues held nationwide, and this was all part of the TN50 program. Mm. He added that most young Malaysians want the wall that separates races in the country to be demolished, and having said that, this isn't actually a new idea. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, if we go back to 1991, that's a long time ago, this whole notion... I feel like I need to you do the sound effect. Right, you did. Okay, did. so the whole notion of Bangsa Malaysia uh, was actually outlined as one of the nine goals uh, in Vision 2020. Yes. Of course, by uh, Tun Mahathir. And, and similarly, the youth back then, they're all for it. Uh, we're not using the youth anymore. But uh, even then, right, there was controversy surrounding it. So Tun Mahathir anticipated at the time that he might face backlash uh, due to his reputation as a champion of the Malays. But uh, this garnered traction politically as well. You know, some politicians looked at it as a threat to Bumiputra rights. Um, and then if you fast forward 19 years later, uh, our current Prime Minister also announced uh, sort of a similar notion under One Malaysia. Yeah, which brings us up to date. Uh, here we are still talking about this concept of a Malaysian race. And it's been a really long conversation with no concrete plans to actually realise this dream. And um, I don't know if you had to go through the similar thing, Caroline. You know, back in school, um, when this happens... Mm. Suddenly there were all these school projects, art projects, and you know you had to do paintings la, about, about unity, ba- unity yeah. and Bangsa Malaysia. You had to write essays in Karangan yeah. about Bangsa Malaysia and what it means. Now, um, a, a few days ago, we spoke to uh, Edin Koo of Pusaka, um, and uh, here's what he had to say about the concept and why it hasn't really taken shape. I think Bangsa Malaysia still needs shaping. It's not something that we truly understand. And I think the more the public are able to participate in the shaping of what that concept is, it's all very well and nice to say Bangsa Malaysia, but we must understand that we are still different regionally, generationally, even in terms of districts and language. So we are a very diverse and complex society. And I think what we need to do is really go to the grassroots, understand what their ideas of a nation state is, what their sense of belonging is. A sense of belonging, I think, is very, very crucial in ensuring that TN50, if not fully realized, at least really contributes towards this dialogue on who we are as a people and what our aspirations should be. Yeah, Edin clearly thinks that it's a concept that needs to be properly understood and defined by everyone involved, the people, leaders, policymakers, and the dialogues actually need to be had to determine what this really means. And so today we're giving you that chance to be part of the dialogue. We're giving it a little go. Um, call in and tell us what being Bangsa Malaysia means to you, right? Yep. The number again, 0377109000. Call us and we can have a nice old chat about it. You can also WhatsApp us on 0162019000. And of course, you can tweet us at BFM Radio. That's right. So our poll today, uh, how would you prefer to be identified? So um, A, your uh, ethnicity or B, Bangsa Malaysia. Yeah, that's on our 
Twitter page, so uh, you can check that out and leave. Uh, we'll leave your voting results, and we'll see what happens with that as well. Once again, zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand is the number to call. What does it mean to you to be a part of Bangsa Malaysia? Elvis Costello coming your way with "You Belong to Me" on BFM eighty nine point nine. Time for the four T's: tweet, text, talk, talk back on BFM eighty nine point nine. Zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand is the number to call. You can text us on zero one six two zero one nine thousand. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Caroline Anuma with you on Talkback Thursday, and we're asking you today about that age-old concept of Bangsa Malaysia. What it means to you? What happened to it? We were so full of promise and hope, Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> we were so so okay. So this is the thing, right? We've talked about we've talked about unity before and racial segregation. Uh, I mean, we've covered it many many, many times. Many times. Right? Um, and and here here's the thing though. More often than not, we're idealistic. I think we love to wax lyrical about the good old days. You know how ah, I used to go to my neighbor's house and it didn't matter whether the food was kosher or not. You know we do that a lot. But what does that mean? No, it's true. Right? We all held hands on the table. Yeah, that's right. So, but what does that mean today? So we had a golden age of sorts. Nobody's debating that, right? Back in the day, it was great. What does that mean today? And that's what we're asking you. Yeah. And also, what being Bangsa Malaysia means to you? So. Here's the thing. I'm not one of those people that's necessarily overly optimistic or idealistic about the idea of a race-free Malaysia or, you know, race-free politics. I, I, I don't think that's necessarily achievable just because our human nature and human interests often run contrary to that, right? Yeah, well, because we well, think about ourselves and mm-hmm. about our own people first. Yeah, there is that. However, um, in... In this, these TN50 dialogues, when this was announced, so uh, they said that uh, the youth of Malaysia are very keen to do away with all these racial barriers and say go with Bangsa Malaysia. Um, but they're, it's, it's not any time in the near future. So they're looking over the next 30 years. 33 years, right? 30, yeah, 33 <laughs> years or so. So in that instance, uh, I mean, do you... Do you think that it's perhaps achievable? Because, you know, we're talking about so many different things, right? Our legal systems, for example, in education, um, in our different policies. Um, will it will it take 30 years? Yeah, 0377109000 is the number to call. We want you to tell us whether you think Bangsa Malaysia is attainable, is achievable, and whether it's going to happen well, in 30 years, in 50 years, in 100 years. What's it going to be? So a message in from Ashraf, uh, who tweeted, saying, uh, you know, he'd rather be identified as a Malay and a Malaysian. So he says, why can't we have both? Preserve the customs and keep our patriotism at once. And I think here's a point there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we had a conversation about this um, uh, earlier this week, Caroline, when uh, YB Kairi Jamalodin announced it, and uh, we said the exact same thing, right? I said we don't want to lose our individual identities, but having our individual identities is what makes Malaysia unique. Hmm. Um, and, and I think I agree with that. You know, keep your Malay customs, your Chinese customs, your Hindu customs, your um, your, your Christian customs, all of that stuff. But at the same time, our nationality can be Malaysian. We can be united under one flag. Hmm. That's not too much to ask, I don't think. No, I don't think it's it's much to ask. But like Edin said a little earlier, if we just go, uh, you know, go back to that and, and focus on what he said about how the conversation tends to happen on an idealized level, right? We we all want this, but what what does it mean? And how do you achieve that necessarily? So, you know, 
Bangsa, Bangsa Malaysia, for example, may mean something uh, different to you as it would to um, anybody else. Yeah, and also, every time we have these conversations about, say, Bangsa Malaysia, um, you know, it's great for about a week or two and everyone's very idealistic and optimistic, and then suddenly the reality of political rhetoric comes into the way and the, div- the divisive nature of our politics tends to pull us apart again, right? And that's also a problem. So this message just in from Fuad of Sabah, who says, I don't think Bangsa Malaysia is something practical Practical. What will be the basic principle of, of Bangsa Malaysia? What will be the official language? Will it be Malay? Um, and even that language is Malay hegemony on other Malaysia. So, I mean, he has a point in that. Absolutely. How, how is it? Practical, yeah, and and what about you know uh, Fuad from Sabah? What about how do Sabahans and Sarawakians feel about the notion of Bangsa Malaysia? We'd like to we'd like to hear about that today. Zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand is the number to call and tell us what you think about Bangsa Malaysia and whether it's actually a possibility. All right, this message is saying we're more Malaysian when we are overseas. Now, what do you make of that? Oh, totally, <laughs> totally more Malaysian. Suddenly, our our colours, our races, our religions melt away as soon as we see someone in the London underground that sounds even remotely Malaysian yeah. we're like hello yeah I don't know about that I mean <laughs> yeah I mean I, I get where you're going with that but I feel uh, to a degree when you, when you talk about um, you know looking at different colour different ethnicity it, it never stands up to actual contact you know when we sit down and, and have a conversation and have coffee with one another you don't have to be overseas uh, it doesn't hold up well um, on a personal level but that is a truth that can be said for any country right Caroline I mean you know uh, take India for example there's a, there's such an uh, there's there's a, there's a real brewing um, animosity sometimes between the Hindus and the Muslims in India. But oh. when there's a threat from Pakistan, suddenly everyone is Indian. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and so, I mean, I don't think that's something unique to us. And not that I'm saying that we need an external threat to be suddenly, you know, I don't need, I don't need Singapore to attack for us to become suddenly Malaysian. But, uh, you know, we want to know what you think about Bangsa Malaysia. Is that a possibility? What does it mean to you? This tweet from Nisha Amal who says, here's a thought, let's leave the column of race and religion uh, in forms uh, completely out that would kickstart uh, the process um, and um, Injek Khalid says uh, the challenge now is where do you put religion in that concept well if you look at our constitution uh, it's quite easy where you put religion into that concept I think because our constitution allows for freedom of religion mm-hmm. so um, uh, it's what our earlier we, we had that earlier tweet about saying maintaining customs and yet be, still being a nationality of Malaysian and trying to merge those two things and you know maybe Call us and tell us what Bangsa Malaysia means to you and if you actually understand what Bangsa Malaysia really means. Well, we want to know what's your thing. take on so it. So when you say, when you act, when you, if you really understand what Bangsa Malaysia means, nobody does. <laughs> nobody really, really, as in, nobody does, as in everybody has a different definition of it. Well, that will, that will make for a vibrant conversation. So you would think, call us you would think. on 0377109000 and tell us what your take is on Bangsa Malaysia. We've got a Gaslight Anthem coming your way with Stay Lucky on BFM 89.9. Engagement or entertainment? Either way you look at it, it's an earful. Talk Back Thursday on BFM 89.9. That's right, Caroline and Uma with you. It's Talkback Thursday on the evening edition. 0377109000 is the number to call. You can text us or WhatsApp us on 0162019000. Of course, you can tweet us at BFM Radio. We're asking you today about Bangsa, Malaysia. What does that mean to you? What is your take? What would you like it to mean? And do you think that's something attainable uh, in 
10 years, 20 years, 30 years, is it realistic? Uh, now we've got Wilson on the line. Hey, Wilson, thank you so much uh, for holding. Uh, what say yeah. you? Well, I, I guess the other day, uh, I think the Prime Minister was talking about uh, Malaysian should, should need to speak about uh, Malaysia. Uh, yes, that's right. right. Yeah, and well... Uh, I think some, I mean, some of the newspaper actually shared it on the Facebook and I saw so many hate comments, uh, which is kind of surprising to me. Uh, well, um, there's someone actually commented like, um, shouldn't we Malaysians know uh, Bahasa Malaysia? Well, I, I do agree. I think all Malaysians should know Bahasa Malaysia. As, yeah. Yeah. And why, why, why the argument of this? Okay, so um, I suppose with regard to the question that we're asking this evening about Bangsa Malaysia, you feel that it should be tied to language, uh, I suppose, as a unifying factor? Uh, I, I think when, when we are, I mean, as a Malaysian, we, we respect each other's, I mean, in terms of uh, religion, food, race, whatever. I think we, we, we are unique in the sense that um, you can't find any nation like similar to us. Go on. Um, so what does, what does Bangsa Malaysia mean to you then? I mean, in the sense, or what would you like it to mean? Is it like everyone's, everyone's the same and speaking the same language? Or do you think we should uh, be unique and keep our own customs? I think that's the beauty of uh, being a Malaysian, right? Uh, everyone has their own custom, and yet we speak like so many different languages. So I think, and, and we are like so, how do I say, yeah? It's, it's more than unique. Uh, it's it's like one of the few nations in the world that you can like speak Malay, English, Chinese, and, mm. and we're like we have all these things all together, and and yet you know um, we are Malaysians. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Wilson. Thank you. I, I feel like holding your hand already, lah. Yeah. That was Wilson. Thank you so much for your call. And he's right. We are unique and. Throughout our school years, Caroline, that, that uniqueness is emphasized, right? We've written so many stories about it. We've, we're constantly told in Pandidikan Moral and all of this stuff about to celebrate our, uni- our, our, our uniqueness, our diversity yeah. and unity and all that stuff. But in practice, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just in yeah, because I know, I know what it is you have in your mind. You have that vision of the melting pot, don't you? Uh, yes, mm. I do. But mm-hmm. in practice, I think the day-to-day interactions with Malaysians are pleasant. Yeah. And, and on the whole, kind and good, and we get along and we love each other. And I think for the most part, we get divisive when we are faced with a conflict which is often rooted in politics. And, yeah. I, and, and I would love you to call and tell me if I'm on the right track or if I'm completely wrong about that, right? Uh, and the number, to use, the number to call is 0377109000. I'm going to take a guess and say you're not, uh, you know, many people are going to agree with that. Well, here's hoping, uh, well, let's check and see what Hazel um, has to say. Hazel, you're not feeling very positive about this whole notion? Well, uh, Caroline and Uma, I'm, I'm a Sarawakian, and yeah. I've been raised in KL for the past uh, seven, eight years. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I know that, you know, we can feel Bangsa Malaysia in so many ways. You can name it via our food, via our language, mm-hmm. but we cannot or we cannot 100% genuinely feel like Bangsa Malaysia until we get rid of the race of Bangsa category mm. in our official forms. Right. In all our official government, whatever form there is out there. 
And uh, I would like to, you know, give credit to the, the late uh, Tang Sri Adnan Fatim when he decided to get rid yes, of yes, all yes, the yes. different banks in all the state government officials. So, so Hazel, every every yeah. Sabahan and Sarawakian I speak to just looks at me like I'm crazy. It's like, ah, you Samaranjong people all are so weird. Exactly. We don't have these issues in Sabah and Sarawak. Is that right? Yes, 100%, 200%. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Thank you very that, much for your call, Although, Hazel. you know, it's, it's not just uh, Sabah and Sarawakians looking at you like that, Uma. It's just you haven't noticed the Sunanjungs looking at you like that as well. True, they just think I'm crazy. So, uh, Hazel there saying, you know, food language happens in so many ways and the best thing to do is do away with uh, racial columns and forms. Yeah, I think, I, I think the only place where you should have those columns, if you will, is maybe the national census because um, governments often need that data for a lot of a lot of different reasons, health right? Reasons and uh, health reasons and all that stuff. But you know, when I'm applying for an internet connection, <laughs> Jennifer says, freedom of religion and interreligious marriage is a significant thing if you want Bangsa Malaysia. Oh, I totally oh. agree. Uh, especially interreligious marriage in the, in the sense that if everyone intermarriages, then we'll all eventually become the same colour. All right. Zero just, three, just a shade of beige, I think. Seven seven one zero nine thousand is the number to call. All right. We've got Chu He on the line. Uh, Chu He, uh, you say you, you want to talk about sharing experiences? Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, uh, it's about sharing experiences and, and uh, some thoughts about the definition. Uh, carry on. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, sometimes uh, this nationhood, uh, because we are a new country, Malaysia, a new nation. Yeah. So I actually should arise from some kind of uh, shared experience. Uh. For example, you see, when I, I last time I used to see football, uh, or or watch badminton, you know, when 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 Malaysia is playing, uh, everybody is cheering for Malaysia, you know. But you see, but people like me, I'm not Chinese. Uh, when I I I see say. Uh, China play against uh, another team, not, but not Malaysia. I, I, I can, I don't mind cheering for China because it, I have some roots in China. Is it? Uh, but I, 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 when Malaysia is playing, I, I always cheer for Malaysia. If I check China play against Malaysia, I always cheer for for Malaysia. So that the sense of uh, I, I find that this sense of feeling of of being a Malaysian uh, is found everywhere. Uh, I think everybody has this kind of feeling, you know. The only thing is the, the trouble is. Uh, Sorry, Shuhi, you're breaking up, but I, I think we get your point. Thank you so much for calling. Well, that's, a shared that's experience. Yeah, yeah, now history determines where we are today. Uh, obviously, it's a shame because he was just going into where it was juicy. <laughs> but I, 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 let me say. I think that shared experience is very, very important. I think it goes back to the very simplistic things of uh, sport and food Mm. and things where it's a no-brainer for us to come together, right? Sometimes we poo-poo that and we just say, "Ah, whatever, it's so superficial. But I think those superficial elements are important. And those uh, those are the elements that come to the surface every time we talk about unity, right? Uh, We go with sports, we go with food. It's the same thing again. But but why does it have to only be that? Does it have to only be that? Well, uh, call us and tell us if you think it just has to be that. Uh, what does it mean to be Bangsa Malaysia? Zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand is the number to call. You can text us on zero one six two zero one nine thousand. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Talkback Thursday continues after the news on BFM eighty nine point nine. Hey, you! Yes, you, you, you in the car? Yes, 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 you! I'm talking to you. It's time for Talkback. So, hands free car kits at the ready? Yes. Good. Let's Talkback on BFM eighty nine point nine.
Caroline and Uma with you on Talkback Thursday, 0377109000. You can call us on that number. You can text us or WhatsApp us on 0162019000. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. We're asking you a very, I was going to say simple question, but it's, it's, it, it deserves a complex answer. And what is Bangsa Malaysia? What does it mean to you? Yeah, So, sim- but if you have a simple answer, that's, I mean, that's Perfectly fine as well fine. because that's what it is to you. Exactly. So call us and let us know what you think. It's something we've been striving for for a long time now, ever since the concept was introduced back in 1991 by Tun Dr. Mahade and his Wawasan 2020 uh, a paper, I guess you could call it. Uh, we've got Zawat on the line. Thank you so much for holding, Zawat. Yeah, you, you think um, there are similarities to Singapore or not? Well, let, let me put it this way briefly, okay? Very shortly. Carry go on. Down to, go down to Singapore, okay? You talk to a senior citizen or an adult or a teenager or even a little girl or little boy of 10 years old. What are you? I'm a Singaporean. And you find that all the teenagers of different races, they mix together as if they belong to one race. Well, that's Singapore. Can we be like them? Why do you suppose that is? Was well, it was it a part of a national agenda, do you think, to just push that idea right, of Singaporean? Yes, yes, that's right. It's a national agenda, you know. People, although they are supposed to have politics, but that was their aim from the very beginning, you know. But uh, sad to say, not in this country, you know, they are more concerned of, well, I don't know, I'm not going to say much about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. well, thank you very much for your call, Zawan. Um, you know, Singaporeans, um, yes, I think that's accurate. I mean, they have their own problems and they have their own uh, racial conversations. But I think he might be right in that people do identify themselves as Singaporeans. Um, yes, I, I think uh, yeah, people definitely do identify themselves as Singaporeans. But, you know, how much um, authorities or the government needs to actually step in to shape that narrative? I have, and I'm of two minds. Well, honestly. also, Caroline, to be fair, the Singaporean government is very efficient with the indoctrination. With I everything. Mean, with, with everything. <laughs> with everything. But, you know, I think... Uh, I think I think there are copies of 1984 that just you know uh, uh, if you change the names of the places to mm. Singapore mm. it works. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> We've got Sean on the line. Uh, Sean, you seem to think that politicians are the ones that divide us. Tell us more. That's right. Uh, well, because you see, like uh, like the previous caller, he said that you know it's uh, basically the uh, national policies and so on. All right. So we we talk about it, but how much or how deep do we go to actually implement those values? Because sometimes the uh, politicians, you know, the things that they say and they implement, it sort of defeats the purpose. Because if we are talking about Bangsa Malaysia, then why are we still having racial-based political parties? Because end of the day, you know, there's another treasure trove of votes that they are looking for. So, you know, sometimes what they say is not what they do. And uh, it will take a lot of effort to overcome uh, this concept, I mean, and to basically to uh, really be Bangsa Malaysia, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And the other thing is that uh, when you talk about your our millennials and so on, probably they will be the rebels who actually will push this thing through. Because well, we can they, hope. 
Yeah, yeah, because like you know, on a good day itself, they don't listen to anybody, and they are very, <laughs> they are very highly opinionated, and uh, yeah, they've got very strong conviction. So we might we might see a, uh, a rather ra- rapid change, you know, and uh, yeah, they, it might happen instead of thirty years, it might happen in the next ten or fifteen years. That's well, nice. thank you very much for your call. That's interesting. And so you're putting at, the face in millennials. I was just going to say, look at millennials in an optimistic uh, manner. Something that we haven't thought about, have we? Really. No. Not, not not many people go along that line of argument, let me say. <laughs> oh uh, we've got Helmi on the line. Hey, Helmi, thank you for calling. Um, you're, you're fo- you say that we're focusing too much on our differences? Yeah, I personally believe that we are too focused on the labels. You know, Bangsa Malaysia, Bumi Buta, Nam Bumi Buta. We're in 2017 already. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I spent two years with my housemates and all of them are from different religions and I'm the only Malay and mm-hmm. all of them are from different uh, ethnicities and... We embrace our differences and we celebrate our similarities. They try uh, fasting, I try their food, I ask whatever that I don't understand. At the end of the day, we tend to condemn things that we don't understand. And I think that's the problem with every people, every single nation out there. You know, as long as there's differences then, uh, different than them, they condemn. So okay, okay, so help me. Uh, in your opinion, then you say we're too focused uh, on the labels, on the differences. Um, you know, just, just as an everyday exercise, what should we be focusing on? What should Malaysians be looking at and being thankful for, in your opinion? I think we should be thankful with uh, food. Uh, I mean, I, I, I enjoy uh, going out for lunch with my Indian friends, and sometimes they uh, pick the restaurant, sometimes I pick the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So you can see all these varieties make me glad that I'm Malaysian because we are so uh, diverse with food, with our culture. So you should enjoy that instead of you know asking why why are you doing this and why are you doing that. All right, thank you very much. And I think, you know, to be fair, I think we do enjoy. I mean, we're 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 a diabetic nation. <laughs> we enjoy our food maybe a little too much. Well, no, I think um, what Helmi is also implying is that uh, we just, just should be eating together more, right, mm-hmm. um, as a people. Uh, we've got Hilmi on the line now. Um, Hilmi, and you say the problem is institutionalized racism. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, because um, Bangsam Lisa is all about unity, right? And yes. for you to have unity, uh, you need to have this sense of belonging. But I think it's a bit uh, rich for the government to talk about unity when they um, practice or sometimes condone institutionalized racism. I saw an ad um, for a job position in the government. And for you to apply for the position, you need to be a Bunuputra. So you cannot have a sense of belonging if you need to be a certain race in, in order for you to secure a certain job. Even for a government job, mind you. Yeah, yeah, for government. I'm talking about government. Even for in the private, it exists in the private sector as well. It yeah. does. So, yeah. Well, well, I think you're right, Hilmi. Yep. <laughs> so I'm pessimistic. <laughs> oh, don't be pessimistic. I mean, there's always hope. But thank you so much for yeah. your call. Yeah. I mean, how optimistic yeah. is Uma, considering he can't apply for that job? And neither can I. <laughs> No, uh, you know, we were talking about institutionalized racism and also race, uh, race-based parties. Um, it, it's interesting because I think the it, it's, a, it's a political campaign strategy, isn't it? Every time it politics rolls around, um, uh, uh, politicians use race like, oh, you know, only I can look after you. So yeah. vote for me because I am one of you. I am your own people. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We've, we've used, we use it like it's going out of style, or rather politics uses it um, like, uh, like, it's, like it's going out of style. Um, and, and, and the thing is this, though. Um, you, you think about it, our largest political party founded 
and is rooted in affirmative action that supports one race over another. Um, in fact, that narrative has only gotten louder and stronger over the years. So, you know, it begs the question, you know, it, there's obviously support when it comes to that. So do all Malaysians necessarily feel the same way, that Bangsa Malaysia is the way to go? Yeah, uh, call us and tell us on zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. That's the number to call. Uh, what does Bangsa Malaysia mean to you? And uh, just give us your take on it, however simple or complex it may be. Uh, we've got Azha on the line. Azha, uh, you think racial differences are more apparent today? Hi, yeah. Good evening. Good evening. Hi. All right. Um, I, I went to a national sekolah kebangsaan in primary and secondary school. Mm-hmm. And during this lovely period, I had friends of all races. I, and I didn't feel any difference in any race. Mm-hmm. It's only when I went to university that uh, the racial differences became apparent. What changed? I think, I don't know. I, I came, when I went to university, there were a lot of fellows from, um, you know, um, uh, boarding schools, like MRSM and all that. And, and it's upbringing, I think, that, you know, you, you spend time with your own people. And when you come to university, you have that same mentality. So in school, it wasn't like that. We all played together. We all ate together. We all Malaysians. In university, I was this, he's that, he's that. We have our different classes. The lecturers treat us differently. And it's very sad. And it's weird, isn't it? Because for most of our primary school and secondary school, the, that Malaysian nurse is reinforced in our syllabus almost. Yeah, okay. I've got a son now. He goes to a national school as I did. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> okay, he's, he's 99% Malay, all right? Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't, there's not a single Chinese in the school. So when he goes to university, he doesn't look at this other race and think, hey, who are these people, you know? It's, it's not right. But my take is, if you want to achieve Bangsa Malaysia, you must start at the younger generation. You must start with national schools. You must, I think it's my, it's my opinion, you should stop vernacular schools altogether. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much for your call. As uh, we're asking people today about Bangsa Malaysia, what it means to you, um, uh, call us on zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. Talk back Thursday. We'll continue after these messages on BFM eighty nine point nine. Get in touch right now. Call zero three double seven one zero nine thousand. Text zero one six two zero one nine thousand or. Tweet us at BFM Radio. This is Talkback on BFM 89.9. Caroline and Uma with you. The number to call is 0377109000. You can text or WhatsApp us on 0162019000. You can, of course, tweet us at BFM Radio. Simple question today. What does Bangsa Malaysia mean to you? What's your take on this complex question. Algan Iskandi says, good childhood memories of me sharing food uh, with my friends without any racial segregation. Um, this one saying, let's not blame the government or a column on a form. A truth of the matter is that all of us feel very strongly about our individual cultures, our race and religion. An example being, would it be okay to have a single schooling system? Yeah. Um, also, actually, people, have ke- keep, people keep bringing that up. And the irony, of course, is that I don't think that I haven't seen any proof that a single schooling system actually will unify us and make us stronger because of those issues of race, religion, culture and language. Right. Just simply lumping people together. I mean, if you think of the money spent with the NS camps. Yes. um, Because that operated, uh, I suppose, under a similar sort of principle. I mean, yes, you don't go to the camps for years and years, but you're throwing a bunch of kids together and hoping that, you know, that difference will sort of work itself out 
work itself out? Well, just take a look at Indonesia. Everything has been unified in that similar way. Yeah, but in a very obvious uh, sort of assimilation, right? But their troubles are running really, really deep right now, as we saw from the Jakarta elections yesterday, right? It's it's, it's really quite scary. Um, We've got Victor on the line. Uh, Hey, Victor, you think Bangsa Malaysia exists? Where does it exist, Victor? Hi, good evening. Good evening. Hi, Victor. I think it exists in BFM. Because <laughs> because every, every time when I call talk back, this uh, Ezra seems to understand me very well. This uh, and uh, Uma is always uh, very nice to talk to, and Caroline is always my favorite. Oh, so, thank you. Uh, there, but I don't. We are very muhiba. In, <laughs> we, we we don't think uh, I don't think of uh, these are three of you as uh, being what uh, Malayu, China, and India. Yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot about it. Mm-hmm. So, I but, think it already exists here. But Victor, uh, what, what is it like in your, in your, I guess, day-to-day experience? I mean, you have children. Uh, what is it like for your kids in their schools? In the school, uh, I'm not too sure about it because the school is uh, predominantly Chinese. Okay. So, uh, as you mentioned earlier, I think, okay, for example, if aliens from Mars mm-hmm. attack us, I think not only would we have uh, this uh, Bangsa Malaysia, we will, we will have a uh, Bangsa the Earth. So maybe we need a common enemy. A member of humanity, yes. Martians, thank you, Victor. Thank you very much for your call. That's what we need. Like, you know, when Independence Day happens, we all come together. We need aliens, is go, what you're saying? Go listen to that Bill Pullman speech on YouTube. It'll make Aye. you feel better about life. Oops, oh, sorry. Uh, I think that was Siva. Uh, Siva, do call us back. We seem to have lost you. Uh, in, in the meantime, here's Amas. Uh, Amas, you don't believe in Bangsa Malaysia. Tell us more. Yeah, I don't believe in Bangsa Malaysia. Why is that? Because, because we are born different. Some of us is Malay, some mm-hmm. of us is Indian, and some of us is Chinese. Let's accept it. It's, we are different. Mm-hmm. But our attitude toward our difference is what is uh, the important thing is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, yeah, we're talking about Bangsa Malaysia, everything, everyone has to be the same by degree. Our attitude, we should be respectable to, towards others, mm-hmm. understand others, and also tolerate. That's the thing. That's why I don't believe in Bangsa Malaysia. Yeah, and I think that's a good Well, reason. thank you very much for that call, Amas. I mean, I think, yeah, embrace our differences and... Just be good people. And be good people, <laughs> right? I mean, no. So, you know, when people talk about uh, Bangsa Malaysia and, and you know the school thing comes up a lot and I think when you give an example of say I don't know let's go to the Netherlands because everything is good there right so if you go to the Netherlands and you look at the education system and say oh you know there's a single national stream I think it's very different because they're a very monolithic society That's right. if you go to Japan if you go to Korea, Korea everyone's yeah. Japanese everyone's mm-hmm. Korean we are a very unique complex composition of people um, and we came to that agreement in 1957 for whatever it's worth mm-hmm. and then again in 1963 and I think we have to consider the people of Sabah the people of Sarawak the individual cultures of just, the just all Malaysians the people of Sabah and Sarawak no, right? and the Indians the Chinese yeah. the and, Malays and, and so the same sort of vanilla formula um, shouldn't it, be applied do you think? I don't think it can work mm. not just shouldn't be applied I think when you force it and then Say, okay, you must all have the same names, you must all speak the same language. Yeah, but but, that's carrying it to an extreme. But do you think that this would be forcing it? So say we remove um, all the racial categories from forms, like was suggested by a couple of messages that came in. Um, 
and and we went with this Bangsa Malaysia. Is that forcing it? You think? I don't think that's forcing it because I think to identify with a sense of nationality yeah. can still be done, like what one of our callers said, without sacrificing uh, our our customs and I guess individual beliefs, mm-hmm. right? Um, I've made this comparison before about America and its melting pot. Uh, status in the world and now I know you don't want to be a melting pot I don't want to but uh, I think Americans as well can identify as Americans and yet be Italian American or Jewish yeah. American or Asian American and yeah. still practice those cultural norms right but they buy into maybe a set of American values or like what uh, uh, the Australian Prime Minister said if okay. you want to be Australian and get a citizenship you must buy into a set of Australian yeah, values that's right. okay so oh, let's just open it up as well and find out um, you know what you think Malaysian values are where the focus should be yeah if you if you do agree with this idea of Bangsa Malaysia uh, we've got Marissa on the line Marissa you agree with uh, Alza our previous caller Yes, I, I do. Hi, good evening, Uma and good Caroline. Evening. Hi. Hi, hi. Um, I've got children in the Kebangsaan school. And uh, whenever there are parties, like at the end of the term parties, and uh, we are asked to bring food to school, mm, to share amongst the friends. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the non-Malays are not allowed to bring home-cooked food. Huh. They are very clear about that. You get because, a letter? Uh, I'm sorry, not allowed. The, the nominees are not allowed to do what? Bring home-cooked food. Bring home-cooked food. I like see. A, like a fried bihun or fried rice. Right. You know, like or even like nasi lemak or whatever. Right. You're not allowed to bring. If you were to uh, have those kinds of foods, then it'll be cooked by only the Malay uh, uh, students. Is that, a, is that a rule across all schools or is that... It's going on for the last few years and mm. for the last few gatherings, mm. you know, and then uh, if, uh, they, uh, if, we, if we were to bring, then we'll bring things like, uh, you know, like those crackers, um, usually, you know, or box drinks, those kinds of things, which are already pre-packed. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah okay. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. So, that's kind so of depressing. allow the, the Malays to cook food because I think they are very, um, I don't know, they have this idea that um, we eat non-halal food the whole day or what I don't know you know and yeah so right. and the other thing also I think is the education system which is really unfair because I think uh, it is not based on meritocracy it's based on your race and your religion so you've got students who do well in school who are either Indians or Chinese and um, they are not given the opportunity to go to local youth or they are not sent overseas for, you know, like getting the scholarships. None of them get that. A lot of them don't get that. Although, you know, it's because I think that's why it is not transparent. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you very much for your call, Marissa. So, especially leveling the field when it comes to education policies. Yes, leveling the field and also... uh, it's a very simple solution, I think, to the idea of potluck and bringing food. I think even if you tell people, mm. um, hey, make sure, you know, the food you're bringing is halal and, and, you know, to look after you, even your Hindu students, you know, maybe no beef or something like yeah. that. I think I think a lot of people are 
rational and practical and actually considerate enough to do that. I, I don't think you need to ban it outright. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't agree with the banning it uh, at all. But, uh, you know, I'm just wondering also how difficult that is to um, implement practically. So, say, vegetarians, uh, for example. So, you know, do we then rule out meat? Um, you know, then fruitarians or whatever they are, whatever they're well, called. Well, I, I think you can you yeah. can allocate certain people to say, hey, why don't you bring the vegetarian dish? Yeah. Right? Uh, and I'm sure maybe that person is a vegetarian, their family might make something vegetarian and bring it in. I, that you, that's exactly what used to happen when I was in school, and I went to a school like Bangsan as well. Yeah, it was the same thing. We did. I, we've never got that kind of circular saying that. Mm. You know, I think people were yeah. happy when my grandmother cooked and sent food along. She was a very good cook. Yeah. Uh, we've got Robin on the line. Uh, Robin, what does Bangsan Malaysia mean to you? Hi guys. Hi. Um, very quickly, I just wanted to say I think Bangsa Malaysia is alive but it's under threat. The more the government and policies come into play, the more it's killing it. But I, I see it around me despite those attempts. And um, I want I was sitting here and thinking, I could describe Bangsa Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Um, Bangsa Malaysia are those people who are moderate. We are a melting pot. We love understanding other cultures. And actually, it doesn't matter what your race is. You could be Matsale. And if you share those traits, You've been here for a while. You get us. You love the the, the, the simple life. You're modest. You love food. Um, you're Malaysian, and Robin, I know. Robin, can yeah. I just stop you there and ask you? So we love understanding other cultures. Uh, do you think that's a common value that most Malaysians share? Um, those, I sorry to say, just because you're Malaysian doesn't mean. Uh, just because you you might hold a mic card doesn't mean you're Malaysian. Mm-hmm. To me, it's that attitude that counts. Mm-hmm. So I see Chinese-speaking Tamil with delight. I see um, Matsali-speaking Malay. They love doing that. I love the fact that I could pick up two or three um, languages. I love the fact that I could eat any kind of food and tell you where the best um, banana leaf is, yeah. where the best um, kwetiau soup is. Um, honestly, that to me is Malaysian. I could have that kind of conversation with anyone of any race and I could identify them as Malaysian. I don't care what kind of um, where you come from. That's a Malaysian trait. You know what I mean? Robin, you're absolutely right. Thank you very much for our call. Uh, for your call, uh, we've got uh, Kamar on the line. Kamar, parents should instill values. That's what you believe. Yeah, I believe in that. You know, uh, where we parents must instill to our children respect for others from young. Because I have now listened from my own children through their own experience where some of their friends' parents could be quite, you know, racist in their mindset as well. So if we do not change at the home level, forget it, yeah, it's going to be a very challenging situation. But then again, we are in a very interesting time, a mix of we are already Bangsa Malaysia when we are outside of the country, mm-hmm. but when we are at home, we start to behave along the racial lines for most people, yeah? So to me, Bangsa Malaysia is something that can be made into a reality. But I want to ask both of you, though, because mm-hmm. there were earlier callers earlier on that said about, you know, wanting to focus on not having vernacular school anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you compare with countries, say, like the US, Australia, Thailand, Indonesia, you name it, they don't have, uh, you know, three streams of different schools where children are mainly segregated by their race. Mm-hmm. That's not no longer done. 
And for parents who want to teach their children the mother tongue, then they go and teach them separately, yeah? But also, so, but all, of those, all of those countries are very monolithic. They're only Thai people, only Indonesian. Well, Korean, I, but I, I disagree with you because, say, in the US, mm-hmm. they are not. But yeah. the United States actually doesn't have a singular system. Yeah, and also uh, here with vernacular schools, it's not necessarily segregation by race, but it, the idea is... Like by language, by right? Language of instruction, yeah. Uh, exactly. If we do not have a common language to speak with, how do you want to create a common people? Yeah? Uh, you can have different religion, but if you do not speak the common language... And I see now in urban, you know, uh, in cities, mm. all of us speak English most often than, than mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, even with my own children, it's getting more difficult, you know, to, to speak to them in mother tongue. We, we all are more, uh, you know, fluent in talking in English. So, you know, where are we going now? Because to me, that is something very important. I know some of my friends are very upset, you know. But, uh, yeah, but I do believe, uh, you know, Indonesia, for that matter, the way they all speak in Bahasa Indonesia, I was, like, so surprised. And uh, I'm so, you know, humbled by how they could all speak in Bahasa Indonesia, even when, uh, you know, a group of... Uh, you know, Indonesians in the lift that could have spoken a different language, they ended up talking to each other in Bahasa Indonesia. Well, yeah, yeah I think... So I, I, find, I yeah, 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 exactly. I find it very amazing. But how are we going to get there when we do not agree to speak the common language? Yeah, and, that's, that's, and that's the question. And also the question for you is, what then is the common language? Is it English? Is it BM? Is it Mandarin? Because that's going to be the language of the future, right? Where are we? Where, Where are, are we, we going? going? 0377109000 is the question to ask. This is Talkback Thursday on BFM 89.9. Zero three double seven one zero nine thousand to talk back. BFM eighty nine point nine. Caroline and Uma with you on Talkback Thursday, 03-771-09000. That's the number to call. Don't forget to tweet us at BFM Radio and WhatsApp us on 016-201-9000. We're asking you today what Bangsa Malaysia means to you. And we've had a pretty vibrant conversation so far, Caroline. Yep. We have tweets and texts. We do. So I'm going to read a bunch of them out to you. This one. When a foreigner comes to Malaysia, he'll see many foreigners. Uh, example, Bangladeshis and Myanmaris and uh, think that they're all part of Bangsa Malaysia. We're no more unique or special uh, by calling ourselves Bangsa Malaysia. So that's from Salim. Um, this one saying, I'm Malaysian. Uh, I'm I'm in Malaysia, I'm Indian. In India, I'm Malaysian. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, JJ says, uh, Bangsa Malaysia, do away with whether you're Malay, Chinese, Indian um, or, or anything else on official government applications. So uh, one more, um, I suppose, a vote for getting rid of racial columns on the form. Uh, Shah- Sean Sharif says, I want to be referred to as a member of humanity. This one says Malay Malaysian, Chinese Malaysian, Indian Malaysian. I see nothing wrong with this. All right. Um, you know, here's a question to ponder on on your drive home. Um, uh, one of our previous callers uh, did bring up the fact uh, of language and, uh, you know, uh, comparing us to, say, Indonesia, for example. And uh, what do you think about that? A unification of language. And I guess the question is, 
what language would that be, right? Would that be Bahasa Malaysia? Uh, would it be Mandarin, which is going to be, as experts say, the language of the future? Should mm. it be English or Tamil? Uh, because we can't afford to be sentimental, right? We need to have what's best for our citizens as they face 2050. Yeah, so you're looking at it from a pragmatic point of view. I am, yes. I don't, ne- I don't know necessarily where whether language is sort of the only area uh, to focus on when you, when you consider Bangsa Malaysia. There's so many uh, different layers to it. Yeah, we've got Sharon on on the line. Thank you so much for holding. Uh, what does Bangsa Malaysia mean to you? Nothing, eventually. Mm. Why is that? Well, eventually I am the one who believes so much in Bangsa, Bangsa Malaysia. But from days to days, from what I can see, is that we are crumbling just like the old Rome or the, Rome, the old China. We're crumbling. Well, that's so sad. The thing is that if you look in Kelantan, they enforce the strict rule for whenever in an azan, we have to close all the shops. Mm-hmm. So whenever, when I, when I protest, say that this is very un-Islamic, I have people, even in my own race, that eventually sees to me that that's not the Malay race, that's not the Islam way, and you are wrong. You're not supposed to be a Malay, you're not supposed to be a Muslim. And I believe this, this uh, so-called weapon of racism, and religious has been used covertly at the ground level because I'm at, in the rural area, we being used to stack one portion of the society mm-hmm. against another portion of the society. It's very dangerous and we are heading that way. Is I there... believe that you agree with me. I, 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 I worry about that all the time. Uh, yes, I agree with that. I worry that we are heading that way. But do you think that Bangsa Malaysia is a solution to that? Well, we need to have a total revamp within our own thinking. Before we, I answer that, I just want to tell you that language is one of the one important things that mm-hmm. unified us. Mm-hmm. But seeing Star Wars, we can speak English but still have battle between Jedi and Sith. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, see, you win points really for that, trying making a Star Wars reference with national unity. Thank, Thank you so you. much Thanks for so your much call. For uh, we've got Helen on the line. Um, hey, Helen, uh, what, what's your experience with Bangsa Malaysia? Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, Helen. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, my, yeah, my name is Helen and I'm Sabahan and um, I would like to share about my experience about um, the difference of Sabahan and the peninsula. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm Sabahan and I mix. My father is Chinese, my mom is uh, Kadazan. And in, in Sabah, we are known as Sino. But what I would like to say is that in Sabah itself, we are united by the common language, like we, we speak Sabah, you know, Cakap Sabah. And we address ourselves as we are Sabahan. Kami, uh, kami orang Sabah. And mm-hmm. we are very proud of that. But, but as I continue my study here, I seriously feel the segregation of who you are. You know, like, I'm Chinese, Indian, Malay, and when we say we are Sabahan, uh, where is Sabah? Where is Sarawak? Where is Sabah? Wow. They ask you where, where, where Sabah is. Uh, I'm from Keningau. Yeah. No, no, I mean, you have people asking, are they Malaysians that are asking you where Sabah is? Or are we talking about... Foreigners. Yeah, they, 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 they even, when they refer Malaysia, they don't refer Sabah and Sarawak. To them, Malaysia is only peninsula. Yeah. And, ah, okay, know, yeah. It's a place of that initially, but, you know, I'm used to that, like, okay, we study the different book, but the conceptualization is different. 
So it's like, okay, we, uh, you know, like I just move on with that. But, you know, me and myself coming from a different, from a colorful background, you know, my relative, we celebrate all the celebration that exists in Malaysia. We celebrate Raya, we celebrate Chinese New Year and Kamatan. And, you know, we have no issue of like, are you cooking the right food for me? Maybe it's because we are relative, but of course, because we have trust with each other. Well, and thank you very much for your call. And I think she's absolutely right. Trust in each other. Hmm. We seem to have lost some of that trust. And I don't know where that's... I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't think anyone's vindictive in that way, Caroline, no. where they go, ha, 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 I'm going to make something you cannot eat. You know, mm. no, I, I, I don't believe people are that bad. Yeah. And I think there's something else that's caused this to actually lose that trust in one another, that if you come to my house, you may not get halal food. Yeah, but whether or not a Bangsa Malaysia is necessarily going to solve that, I, I really don't think so. I mean, like I said a little earlier, when we talk about it in those terms, I can hear violins in the background. I think it's a wonderful, you know, it's, it's a, a utopian I like state. violin. Yeah. All right. <laughs> We've got Jack on the line. Um, hey, Jack, uh, you want us to embrace our diverse nation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Am I on now? Yes, yes you, you are. are. <laughs> yes, perfect. Uh, thank you. Exactly. That was the thing. Uh, you know, I, I was on BFM for the past about 15 minutes. I keep hearing people think about how uh, we're, we're all so diverse. We're always, uh, we, we have a lot of variety in Malaysia and we need to be uh, under the same language. But I would say one phrase and one very famous phrase in Malaysia, okay? It goes like this. You ask a friend to food, okay? He says that. Hey, Macha, you want a makan or tap out? Easy peasy. If you're not Malaysian, you will not understand what we meant. Correct. Exactly. But it's about, what, five different languages there? Four different languages there? Yeah, it's about that. And that's the beauty of Malaysia. That's the beauty of it. How, how long have you lived here, Jack? I've lived here my whole life, born and raised. Oh, nice. I, couldn't, I, I just couldn't place your accent. Uh, I, I stayed in Brit- uh, Britain for a bit. But right. I have to tell you, when I went to British, uh, when, I, when I went to Britain... And they told me, how could you speak English? Because I said, I'm from Malaysian. <laughs> how many languages do you speak? I speak Mandarin, Cantonese, and I know a bit of Tamil. You know, just how to say thank you and stuff like that. And order food. But still, sorry? And order food in Tamil. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they say it's so beautiful. And in our country, we only know one language. And at most, we know German or maybe French. And that was it. And they keep telling me, why would you guys... Because they see news, they see news like on um, uh, like Malaysian news on Facebook, etc. About how we're trying to make it under one one language, like BM or, or Malay or etc. Uh, BM or English, actually. Sorry about that or anything. But the thing is, we are beautiful about who we are. That's the future of Malaysia. It's about diversity, variety, and it's about respect and mutual respect between ethnicities. Why would we try so hard to force ourselves into one umbrella? When we have, when we can have so many beautiful and colorful umbrellas. Okay. That is the best metaphor I've heard all evening. Get Thank out, you very much, Jack. Get out from under my umbrella, Uma. You see, violence in the background, and I'm dancing with umbrellas. I think that's, that's the a, image we want yeah, to leave people with. That's a beautiful image. <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, uh, you know, um, so. Uh, over the last uh, hour and a half, we've been talking about um, what it means, what Bangsa Malaysia means to you. We've got a whole bunch of calls, everything everything from uh, 
food to sporting events to education systems people have kind of given us a vast description oh yeah many things so language uh, interracial marriage politics how racism is institutionalized um uh, policies uh, politicians. Language, politicians, language of instruction. I'm just going to read some uh, uh, some messages that came in here. Uh, so Fias has said, the difference of races is what makes us unique. It's not something we should ignore. It would be boring if we were all the same. Joanna says, what Bangsa Malaysia means to me. First, an ideological construct which influences how we think about each other. Second, a feeling of solidarity which we so easily feel, especially when seeing Malaysians compete at international sporting events. And third, it's a language of inclusivity. So uh, not uh, and us versus them. Um, this one saying, Bangsa Malaysia is a load of rubbish. Ironically, the first piece of news at 6.30 uh, was about Bumi Putra AIDS. So how can they be Bangsa Malaysia where uh, there are more Malaysians, where, where Malaysians, some Malaysians are more equal than others? Uh, Inche Khalid um, talks about the legal system. Uh, this message saying, um, to be Malaysian and truly Malaysian is for us to have the same identity and work as a team to make Malaysia a world-class nation, not touching sensitive matters like religion or race, policymakers should think about a more universal language as a Malaysian language. We should adopt a more superior language in order to uh, compete internationally. Try to count 1 to 10 in Malay, English and Mandarin, which finishes the fastest. That's why some people can do math faster. <laughs> Uh, how's your math, Caroline? I don't know about that, but uh, you know, okay. So that's interesting. So we've got math, language, interracial marriages, uh, you know, messages on politics, our racism is, and of course, you know, we had Victor who said I'm his favorite. So you know what we need to do, right, Caroline? <laughs> that that universal language, Manglish. That's what we need to promote to people. That's what will bring us together. Thank you so much for your calls, your tweets, your texts, and all of those wonderful, wonderful opinions. This is Talk Back Thursday on the Evening Edition, BFM eighty nine point nine. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.